Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Who's going to be QB1 for the dogs? Darnell Washington. Where does he fit in the NFL draft? And we take a look at some rules from this weekend's XFL action. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs on the Believe Network. We are rolling. Here we go. The intro is rolled. All right. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, joining me is my man, Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Reporting live from my son's room with the aqua blue dresser going on here. You know, I would show you the rest, you know, the zoo theme that he loves. The kid loves animals, you know, loves ball. So, you know, we try to make it themed for him. But uh, luckily, he's at daycare today, but I did have baseball practice. So, there you go. You know how that goes. Yes. So, uh, what's his favorite animal? He likes all of them. I mean, he really doesn't have a, a favorite. I mean, he, he loves lions and tigers. I mean, he likes zebras. Uh, he had, He's very fond of the giraffe, though. Very fond of, of the giraffe. I guess because it's the long neck. Yeah. Um, but, uh, shoot, he, man, he likes all of them. Well, speaking of a zoo, uh, wait till you see my betting line here on betonline.ag. That's who we're presented by. You can always bet. Uh, unfortunately, the Super Bowl's over, but guess what? You can bet on XFL. Those games were – we'll talk about that here in a little bit because there's an interesting rule that I want to throw by you. Uh, but BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season, everything from NFL bowl season to eSports to NBA to XFL, USFL, you name it. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, and player news and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. So, I said zoo. I said what I bet on. I bet on all kind of stuff. I don't really know how to bet. But uh, one thing I guess maybe we can bet on is uh, we can look at Georgia's futures depending on who they got starting at quarterback. So this is going to be a, a quarterback-centric episode. So Todd Monken out going to Baltimore. Uh, they've got some decisions to make with Lamar Jackson, but uh, that doesn't matter. We're not the believing Ravens. So uh, Mike Bobo in. As offensive coordinator, we talked about that on our last episode uh, coming into the weekend. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that one. Get a little background information on what he brings to the table. Uh, you'll see that. You can go watch that on our YouTube channel or anywhere you find your podcast. But what we want to talk about today is the quarterbacks because Coach Bobo, his first big decision as offensive coordinator is going to be who's starting at quarterback. Now, conventional wisdom and, and what we saw on tape last year would lead you to believe that Carson Beck is that guy. Mm -hmm. But I would say hold the phone because Gunnar Stockton, uh, he played uh, he played the role of all the scout – he played the role of scout team quarterback, so he played the role of C.J. Stroud. 
in practice. He's played uh, just about every quarterback we faced in practice. Uh, you have Vandegrift that has that'll have something to say with this quarterback battle, and of course, uh, of course, Carson Beck, who was the uh, incumbent number two behind Stetson Bennett. So, interesting decision. Do you go with Beck? Do you think it's going to be Beck? What 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 do all these three quarterbacks bring to the table? I mean, going in going into spring, uh, especially with a new coordinator coming in. But as I alluded to last week, I'm pretty sure there's a blueprint um, that Bubba is going to have to follow um, that Kirby's kind of already come up with. Especially, I mean, if it's broke, don't fix it. Um, so going into you have to think that Carson Beck has a leg up. You know, he's kind of been in this offense for two years um, under Munkin. Um, you know, with Vander Griffin and Gunner coming in, uh, obviously Gunner um, redshirting last year, but did a phenomenal job with the scout team. Obviously, you know, there's high hopes there. But, you know, going into the spring, I'm pretty sure the nod is for Carson Beck to be the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty much his job to lose. Now, also what goes along with that is, you know, Carson Beck's kind of doghouse a little bit to his own admittance. Um, you know, trust me, I've been there too you know, trying to get out of the doghouse. But it's a little different when you're a quarterback because you kind of have to know what everybody does. Yeah. You know, you're, you're you're the guy, you know. So, you know, I'm glad he's gotten out of there. So um, I think it's Carson, you know, but, you know, with the new coordinator coming in, um, you know, all eyes are going to be on who can get the job done. You know, Stetson, come in, Stetson came in and took the job from JT. Let's just say what he did. He took it, you know, um, you know, so – Who's, who's going to want that pressure now? You know, you're coming off two back-to-back national championships. Who's going to want to be that guy, you know, to kind of, you know, take that pressure on? Because there's going to be pressure, you know, especially with the fact that everybody was against uh, Stetson Bennett. You know, he comes back and rides off two national championships back-to-back. You know, so now you're going to have to follow those steps of, all right, who's the next guy up? You know, is it going to be the two five-star guys um, behind Carson Beck or Carson Beck going to step up and take that role? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they all bring something unique to the table. Uh, unfortunately for Brock Vandegrift, I think he's – I think right now he's kind of the odd man out, and I see it as a two-horse race. And I, I think there was an episode we did, I think it was maybe last summer during fall camp, mm-hmm. where we made a – I made a bold prediction. I, I can't remember if you backed me up or not. I'll have to go back to the archives and listen. But um, it was going to – I made the bold prediction that when Stetson Bennett leaves, that Carson – not Carson Beck, that Gunnar Stockton was going to be the guy. And mm-hmm. now that Bobo is in the mix and his dad has experience working with Gunnar Stockton, uh, the whole reason Gunnar switched from South Carolina to Georgia was a lot to do with Mike Bobo. Uh, so there's some things at play there where mm-hmm. I think there's some familiarity. But to me, I, I think Gunnar Stockton resembles Stetson Bennett the most. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's dynamic. He he can move with his feet. He's got a really good arm. He's a gamer. Now I'll be honest. He he didn't play at the highest level of high school football, and and that takes some adjustment. But I think he's a I think he's a guy that comes in with some moxie that can really kind of get some things done. Although what I saw from Carson Beck on tape, the poise that he had in the pocket with live bullets flying around, some of the throws he made on the run. There was that one dime to uh, I think it was Gilbert in the back of the end zone mm-hmm. uh, against Vandy where he was on the run. He, he put it literally on the back pile on and uh, it was called back because uh, whoever was catching that, I think it was Gilbert, but it may, it may have been a different receiver, but whoever was on the receiving end of that pass couldn't get their toe tap down uh, and they called it back, but it was probably one of the most beautiful throws I've ever seen Carson Beck make. 
So he's going to make it tough. But I think I think ultimately what Gunner brings to the table, I think will eventually give him this lead. Now this this race is going to be far from over. We're gonna we're gonna probably talk about this ad nauseum throughout the spring, probably ad nauseum throughout fall camp. Like I, I think week one, you're finally going to see maybe, or it might even go into because we we have two patsies on the schedule with uh, Ball State and UT Martin. Uh, mm-hmm. to really try to make that decision. So to me, I, you know, I think Gunnar Stockton's skill set is the best. Mentally, is he ready? Carson Beck's got more of the reps, more of the live reps. So it's going to come down to kind of, you know, can you know, who's who's the most ready. It's going to be a tight race. Absolutely. You know, it's also going to come down to who wants it more. You know, um, one thing about it, you know, one thing that Randall Griff didn't get, you know, are those reps with the scout team. You know, those reps are very important. I mean, take, for example, go back to it. Let's look at Stetson. Look at all. He was playing Baker Mayfield. You know, he's playing those guys at, at practice for the scout team. You know, those reps are, are very valuable reps, you know. So any of you guys who are listening don't think your baby should be on scout team at any point. I mean, let's think about that, shall we? Um, yeah. That's neither here nor there. But <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at Troopstar28 <laughs> if you really want to know. But, you know, um, it's one of those deals to where I think is. You know, after watching Carson come in, you know, a couple of games, I know he came in the National Championship game, um, mm-hmm. threw the ball well. I think he's, he has command of the offense, um, you know, command command of the guys, you know, that that's playing around him. Um, it's going to be who, who can get the ball to the playmakers. I mean, you know, with what we had coming in from the transfer portal coming in, um, I know we're, we're still waiting on word from Ra Ra Thomas, but if he's able to go, everything is worked out with that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. another weapon that, that we have out, outside. Um, especially yeah. with Bowers. Um, love it. Love it. You got um, Aaron Smith. You know, got, got a bunch of guys that you can get the ball to, you know. So, you know, those guys. You're going to have to have, you know, a way to complement the run game, you know, with the pass game. And, you know, I have really haven't seen, you know, Carson run, but I'm pretty sure that there's going to be times where he's going to have to use his wheels. And that is one thing that Georgia's had the last couple of years that mm-hmm. has made us very, very dangerous, the fact that our quarterback can run. Is that a factor though? Is that a big factor? You think? I don't think or that's a big factor. I don't think that's a big factor if that quarterback can get rid of the football. You know, because we're not going to be a really down the field, you know, type type team. You know, if we if we keep following the the um, the scheme of Munkin, you know, we, we we take our shots, but it was also a bit built off of play action and things like that. Very calculated, yeah. But I think the other two, in Vandergriff and Gunner, I think they have the better you know, upside as far as running the football. But like I said, Carson could obviously change. If he changes and he can handle the offense as far as throwing and running, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll be the starter. But can he stay hungry? You know, does he know that, hey, you got two behind you that are really, really, really good? And you one know, on the way. Was really good. So, um, but it's going to be really, really interesting to see how it goes. I think it's Carson's right now. You know, obviously we go through spring, go through fall. Um, and kind of see which one comes behind. For but for me, you know, it's Carson Gunner because I've seen Gunner play. You know, I've seen him. You know, even though they say all right, it's two way. Well, you got some dogs in two way, two way football. You know, you got the Fish Drills of the world, uh, the Rock Marts of the world, Thomasville who beat him um, in the semifinals. So, I mean, you got some really dog. You got some dogs in two way football. So don't ever get it twisted. Um, yeah, there, and there is a thing as weak Georgia football sounds like. Absolutely, you got Vandergriff. Um, coming in, I haven't really seen him with live bullets thrown at him yet, other than you know, spring game, um, things seemed, like that. So, it yeah, just, to me, he just seemed stiff and, and seemed yeah. just kind of like uncomfortable. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing all shakes up. But I'm excited, man. We got three very capable guys behind him. And with the talent that's surrounding them, I mean, you got Bowers coming back, McConkie, um, season vets, you know, at the skill positions that that can help you. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting when this thing hits spring and um, as spring workouts team uh, start to kick up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it helps that you're turning and handing the ball to uh, Kendall Milton and Branson Robinson. Mm-hmm. It helps that you're throwing to Bowers. I mean, he's a get-out-of-jail-free card for any quarter. I mean, I could play quarterback and probably go find 19 and probably be pretty successful. But mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, it, it can't be understated just how much athleticism, I think, is, is going to factor into this. I mean, what we did with Stetson in the run game, I mean, that probably accounted for five touchdowns mm-hmm. that we had uh, and, and countless other chain movers or – you know, the ability to evade pressure and, and really do some damage with your legs down the field, you know, and really make teams pay. I mean, there was a there was a play, you know, the play against Auburn, the touchdown against Auburn was, mm-hmm. you know, he he pulls it at the right time and there's nobody there. And, and then, boom, he hits that hole and then nobody can catch him. So, mm-hmm. again, like to me, I think it's going to come down to who has the best running ability. Can Carson Beck develop his running ability enough to hold these other two guys off? Because I think Gunner is a good enough thrower of the football to be able to really get in there and compete. I think Brock has some things to work on. Uh, But it'll be interesting uh, in the spring for sure, A, who gels with Coach Bobo, B, who can can contribute in the run game, and C, who do the other guys believe in? Mm -hmm. I I mean, what if they get out there and, you know, guys are responding to Brock more than the other two. Well, then it's got to be Brock, right? Mm-hmm. Which, if that's the case, I would have no problem with that because we know Brock can run. We know he's got a powerful arm. It's just that whole command thing for him, just getting him comfortable is, is my only worry with him. Oh, yeah, man. This is big ball football. I mean, you're the two-time national champion. So, I mean, Tark's already on your back. Um, you know, got Alabama out here hiring uh, NFL guys um, to come in and – you know, help out with everything. So, I mean, we already see the blueprint, you know, and, and the standard is the standard, as they say. Um, but the expectation of quarterback has never changed. I mean, you got to have some moxie. Um, you know, you got to be mobile. You know, you got to be a good decision maker. You know, and people say what you want to. Yes, that's the main bonehead plays well, quarterback doesn't. You know, so, you know, it's going to come down to what what player, like you said, who has confidence in who. Does the offensive coordinator have confidence in you? And does the and do those guys that that surround you, your playmakers, can you get in the ball? And do they have confidence in you? Out of those three that we have right now, that's what it's really going to come down to at the end of the day. Yeah, no doubt. And so we'll uh, we'll 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 put a lid on it for now. I'm sure we'll revisit this topic. You're probably going to get tired of us revisiting this topic, actually. So um, right now, Carson Beck is the in, is the incumbent number two. He seems to be the odds-on favorite. Um, but uh, if you want to follow us, if you want to follow uh, Israel's interesting Twitter threads that he's had the last few days, at Troopstar28, uh, there's been quite a few fireworks there. Uh, for me, at Coach Burton 36 and for the show, at Believe in Dogs on all, on all social media platforms. Um, we thank you. I mean, our numbers are, have been up uh, lately. I think we had one stinker um, in there. But we, our numbers have been pretty much over 300 for every episode. Uh, we've gotten into the thousands on a couple uh, cl- getting close to 4,500 on the Joe DeLeon episode for, for Senior Bowl Watch. So that's exciting. But um, real quick, as, as we transition, speaking of Joe DeLeon, uh, he does, I believe, an NFL draft. He does also the Blake and Ruf- – he does the Rafino and Joe show. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call it the Blake and Joe show, but it's the Rafino <laughs> and Joe show. 
Um, and he also does some things. Uh, he also makes a lot of uh, – he does FCS football. He was a long snapper. Uh, he does a lot of things uh, at, at Believe, and he's uh, he's actually a Believe producer. So he does – he wears many hats, probably more hats than I do, which is um, – Pretty impressive, but he does a lot of great things with draft analysis. Um, he's a great target board for Twitter sometimes uh, for when he when he makes hot takes. But uh, a, a name that that's rising up draft boards that I've seen a lot, uh, getting a lot of attention is Darnell Washington. So mm-hmm. let's do a quick let's do a quick check on him. Like for me, if you have an NFL team, or if I'm the Baltimore Ravens and I'm Todd Munkin, at some point. Does he team up with Mark Andrews and give Baltimore the ability to go 12 personnel? Is that going to – is the thought of that possibility or at least adding a tight end in general, does that possibility give Lamar uh, more more incentive to be able to resign with the Ravens? I mean, I, I think that's a great fit for him. I think Atlanta wants to go more 12 personnel. So the Falcons would be a great fit if they were to draft Georgia players, which is – doesn't happen. It's not gonna happen, man. I, I know you're you're an Atlanta guy. You love the Falcons, man, but they they will never. And I say never draft the Georgia guy. I don't know it's why. Odd. It's odd. I don't, I don't know really why. Odd. I think somebody from from you know from Athens really upset Arthur Blank at some point in history, and he's like, "No, nah, dog, I ain't gonna do it." No, pro, no, bro. Todd yeah. Burley is the only Georgia player. Him and and Shockley, you know, the only two Georgia players I can remember. In a very long time. for a minute, I think. That yeah, Dan played for a little while, but then you know he went to Houston. Yeah, and, and well, three, three guys. Yeah, and the most wow. recent future of me playing. Well, that's what that's why it's in limbo for me. That's why like this this season is going to be a uh, Titans versus Falcons. Who can who can win the over <laughs> season? So uh, the Titans the Titans have Ben Jones, and they've 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 gotten some of our guys before. So, uh, but Darnell Washington, he fits seems to fit a lot of places. A lot of places that need that bigger presence uh, as an inline tight end, so that they can have their hybrid guy, uh, like a Kyle Pitts or Mark Andrews, or uh, somewhere that has like a Travis Kelsey type person, or you know, like maybe goes to Jacksonville, teams up with Evan Ingram, and maybe you can go more twelve personnel. I know Doug Peterson likes that kind of thing because he had Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz when he was with the Eagles. So a lot of fits for Darnell Washington. He's very valuable. I mean, he's huge. Yes. I mean, he he's, he's essentially another lineman, you know, six seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, what two seventy? You know, that can run at least four seven, four six, four seven. And you can I split him out. So you're, you're getting a guy kind of like a Travis Kelsey type type deal is what you're really getting. Um, you're getting a guy who can go out and play wide. Um, and Kelsey doesn't even do any inline stuff too much. So I mean, you're you're getting a guy who who creates another man um, on the surface. Um, if I'm Baltimore, you know, I'm trying everything I can to get him. You know, because at the end of the day, if, say, Lamar comes back, you're going to get the, essentially the same thing we had at Georgia with Stetson, with Bowers and Washington. It's really what you're going to get. You know, Rashad Bateman is going to come back. Um, you know, for still the be true number one, I think, because Bateman is – Bateman hurt his foot last year, but then he'll be back. So, we got to see how all that goes. But what you're going to get, same thing you did at Georgia. So, now Munkin's got all right, I got. I know I have two tight ends. You know, I got a running game that that can sustain. I got a quarterback who can throw it and run the football. Um, so Baltimore would be a great fit for him, in in my opinion. I think um, the Chargers would be a good fit for him. Um, Jacksonville would be a good. Gerald fit Gerald Everett's him. getting up there in age. Um, mm-hmm. 
I mean, the reason I said the reason I said Atlanta, although he'll never go. I mean, Arthur Smith would love to have somebody like that, but he probably he'll probably go he'll probably go in a different direction. But you know, they they love. I mean, and in, in when he was with the offense coordinator in Tennessee, they had Jonu Smith and uh, Anthony Ferkser. I mean, Ferkser was the bigger the bigger body uh, guy that you know ran different types of short routes, drag routes, over routes, things. Uh, was a big time red zone target. Um, and Arthur Smith loves twelve personnel. Yes, or one more place that he would really thrive. Exactly. Buffalo Bills. Oh yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Because are missing a tight end body that they can put on, put in line. Because obviously the quarterback can run the football. Yeah, um, and Knox is not that good. Yes, they've gotten a lot better um, yeah. in the run game itself. Yeah. Um, now you got Dalvin Cook who you can split out too as well. Now you got another James piece Cook. to add to it. James Cook, my bad. James Cook, not Dalvin. My fault. Same family though. Um, At least in the right family. family. Same bloodline, and it came from the same household. <laughs> but uh, you know, just a tight end presence in Buffalo would be huge for them. Yeah, I think it would be. I, I think being able to have that giant red zone target uh, to go along with Stephon Diggs, and then you got if you can, you know, you have Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs. You have a big tight end target. Then you have Dawson Knox. If you're in twelve personnel, he can do some things underneath for you. Or if you go eleven personnel. You just need a slot guy, which McKenzie's very inconsistent. I wish he wasn't, but he is. So they need to get a slot guy. They're looking at Paris Campbell, maybe uh, from the Colts. But again, we're not. We're not. This is not NFL free agency episode. We're just trying to find a fit for Darnell Washington. Uh, but I, I think anywhere that needs, that has kind of a playmaker at the Y position, but he's not really a Y. Mm-hmm. I think will work. Like you need to pair him with like a Kyle Pitts or Evan Ingram or. Mm-hmm. You know, a Gerald Everett or, you know, some of these more athletic – like the New York Giants would be a terrible fit because they have that guy in uh, Bellinger. Yes. Uh, I think going to a place like Detroit where they don't have anybody. They just have mm-hmm. somebody, you know, some mid-round guy that, uh, that that's playing okay. But if they had a guy like Darnell Washington, a more imposing uh, target, he could play that TJ Hawkinson role. Mm-hmm. And what would be really scary is if you went to San Francisco with that crew. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Kyle Shanahan going twelve personnel with Kittle and Darnell? We got Kittle. I mean, you got Debo. Yeah, Debo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> holy cow, man! You can split out Kittle. Is a quarterback. All the you're missing is a quarterback. What's it? I mean, they got. I mean, if they stick with Purdy, they got it. Yeah, but Purdy. If you get a quarterback that can use his feet, shoot, man, then the there's no doubt in my mind, San Francisco is in the next Super Bowl. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, I I think those are the best fits, but I, I think Darnell is kind of one of those types that you're going to draft him and you're going to make him fit because he's that. I mean, he's that dangerous just physically. I mean, the way what he can do with, in the air athletically, like he doesn't he doesn't run like somebody who's six seven two eighty. Yes, hey, um, you know Jerry Jones. You know, I know you run pretty much the whole organization. Um, he'd be a great Schultz is about to leave as well. Schultz is about to go. They're about to Schultz and Pollard. Uh, that whole thing might blow up, actually. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, we got one right now. Arthur, on behalf of the entire city of Athens, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> whatever we did, <laughs> we have good players. We won back to back daddies. Whatever yeah. we did. The uh, Athens Police Department probably pulled them over at some point. And they, they I'll be on a scooter. 
every right. set. He probably emerged from an alley. That's probably what happened. Probably. You know, get those APD, man. APD. Got those emerging from an alley penalties. <laughs> How many of y'all got busted with that? That's just that's the stupidest thing. Look, if we're in trouble, we're in trouble. You know, I know we've said this before. You know, if you're in trouble and you did it, hey, it is what it is. But some of the stuff, some stuff you just be like, hey man. Come on, like this is this is how you're gonna. This is yeah. it's not that serious of an offense to where we're front page of the paper, like you know? that. That's but again, don't they have some discretion though? Like, man, them folks don't care. Like they just want to be like, hey, guess what I did? I arrested Israel Troop today. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a beer on the sidewalk. What a thug! Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'll never understand it. But Darnell Washington. If you're a GM and you're watching this, A, congratulations, and thank you for the support. B, draft Darnell Washington. Um, so I was watching XFL this weekend, right? Yes. Not, not to drastically change gears, but um, I thought it was football fatigue, but then the XFL is like, oh, it's actually not bad. And, and mm-hmm. Heinz Ford is coaching. What's, who's, who's he with? San Antonio, I believe, the Brahmas. Okay. The Brahmas. I don't know what that – I don't even know what that is, but um, – I'll say this: Whoever designed the uniforms for the XFL, I, I think they were. I think they were also the costume designer for any given Sunday. Oh, absolutely! You know, The Rock did it. You know, him and his crew. So I mean, they tried to, you know, kind of match everything with this, and you know. So I think I watched yeah, uh, a little bit of it the other day. So I was like, you know, what? you know what? This is actually pretty good. You know, those guys are they're playing hard, man. I'm like, hey. <laughs> The product on the field is really good. The uniforms they need to try again, but yeah. it, the 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 actual play on the field is is really good. I love two things. I love two things. I would love to see instituted in football across the board. The kickoff. I like the kickoff. I love the kickoff. It promotes returns, and it enhances player safety. Where uh, if you don't know, um, the kickoff team lines up on the the other thirty yard line, and then the return team lines up ten yards away. And then the kicker is way back on the 40, kicks it off, or 35, kicks it off. And the two, the coverage team and the return team can't move until the ball is caught. Mm-hmm. When the ball is caught, they go block each other, and then you get whatever return you get from that. Uh, which yes, is old school board drills, man. Win, win your battle. If you yeah. win your battle, it's probably going to score. So, I, mean, I, I, love, I, I saw that first time. I was like, you know what? I absolutely love this. You know, it takes away – the guessing part from a coordinator standpoint of, all right, we got to kick out this guy. You got R1, L2, you know, any of that oh, stuff. Dude. Hey, you got the guy in front of you, cuz. Match it up, man. 10 on 10. <laughs> win, <laughs> win your battle. Uh, and and it's close enough to where. Box. I mean, the only thing you have to worry about, about is holding, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty few and far between, you know, as long as you do what you're supposed to do. So, um, you have coverage in a 20-yard box, which is yes. outstanding. Like, and – Ten of it is like a mosh pit, so you, so there's no like distinct advantage for the returner. They just got to be able to find whichever whichever matchup wins, mm-hmm. you know, and just try like to. It. It, it, it's really good. So I lied. I said two rules. I, I really meant three. So the second rule, love the onside option of saying, okay, it's fourth and fifteen. You get it. You keep the ball. If not, they get the ball wherever wherever you failed. I like that rule too. That rule is like. Yeah, or you could try an onside kick, or you kick off regular. Like you could try the kick, you could try the fourth and fifteen, or you can elect to just go. All right, kick so off. you so you score. All right, you have the option of going fourth and fifteen, 
or kick an onside kick. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. or a regular kickoff. Oh, definitely. Fourth and fifteen from like the thirty from like the so if you if you didn't get it, the other team would have the ball in plus territory. So there's incentive for the yeah. defense too. So like so like let's say you get sacked on the on the fifteen yard line, on the minus fifteen yard line. Mm-hmm. The other team now it's you know that's where they get the ball. That's where they get the ball. Oh yeah, that's I like that. I like yeah. That. So like it's one scrimmage down, so that that's good. And then the third rule that I would love is not only can you go for one, there's no extra point kicks. There's no kicks in extra points. Um, not only can you go for one, but you can go for two and you can go for three. Three-point conversion. So you either put the ball at the two, the five, or the ten. Ah, so are you 707, Buffs? That's exactly what you guys like to do. So, I mean, I like it. You know, I, I, I love it, you know, especially as a Dallas fan, I would have loved that option um, for a long time. But uh, XFL, man, I think I think they're ahead of the curve, man. I think they, they've got it figured out. And, you know, if I'm Roger Goodell, I mean, I'm looking at this and being like, all right, how can we kind of get to this model? You know, I'm not saying we got to do this exact same thing, but how can we kind of kind of mimic this model? You know, drop one, help our guys out you know, eliminate all the other BS that goes along with it. Because, I mean, the fourth and 15 or the onside kick, I mean, that's genius. Yep. You know, because nine times out of ten, if you don't get the onside kick, they're going to be in plus territory anyway. So, I mean. Yeah, either either way, I mean, it's the same result. And it's know. a little bit more of a chance for the for the kicking. Like, onside kicks now are just obsolete. It's just. Yeah. It's just and they've taken it off. You can't kick it into the ground and make it pop up. Like, there's so many rules to onside kicks now. So, all right, hey. Like what? I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, it's fourth and fifteen. You get it. You keep the ball. Yeah, I, I love it. So if you're listening, you're on the competition committee on the NCAA. Which, if you're on the NCAA, I it, I, I don't know what you do during the day, but uh, implement that rule, Greg Sankey. Implement that rule in the SEC. We'll play with that rule. NFL, please do that. So, um, but that's 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 gonna uh, do it for us here today. On our next episode, we'll we'll take a, a look into baseball. Uh, we'll try to fix basketball. I'm going to get your opinion on on uh, on how to fix basketball recruiting. And, then, of course, we'll continue our draft check, um, and we'll start to look at some pre-spring uh, roster stuff as well as we go in the, in the future. So for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network presented by Bet Online. We hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here next time. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.